1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode of the Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off, or in this case, get it you know after tip-off, after the final buzzer, because it will make you feel a lot better. So, the Raptors lost this game by a score of 101-99. And it's just an unfortunate loss. It really is. Because the Raptors led for all but 17 seconds. Just think about that. Only 17 seconds did not lead. Uh, and it's just really, really unfortunate. The Raptors, cruising in this game, led for most of the game by double digits. Um, you know, they were throwing out a very, very short-handed roster. Yes, Matt Thomas comes into the lineup, but they lost Fred Van VanVleet. Um, who apparently might miss not just one game, but maybe an additional games. We'll see what happens in the rest of this week. It's just unfortunate, man. Uh, the Raptors were cruising along. They played well enough to win. But in crunch time, they did not execute well enough. They did not ex- execute well enough. And I'll say this right now. It's not fair to put it all on one guy because there's a lot that happened. But I, I just got to get off my chest, man. What the hell was Pat McCaw doing? What the hell was Pat McCaw doing? The Raptors down the stretch. I mean, again, m- many people made mistakes. All right. The Raptors were leading by, I think at some point they're up like 17, maybe 15, something like that. But they're up double digits for sure. Uh, and, you know, a, a couple of plays weren't made. You know, I don't know what Nick Nurse is doing. Drawing up a player for Ronde to go to the rim. It seemed like that was the second option, but still Ronde against Hassan Whiteside at the rim. Not great. But still, it's a jump ball. Ronde wins the jump ball against Hassan Whiteside. Score is tied. And they reset, they get the ball out to the perimeter to Pat McCaw, safe hands, and Kyle Lowry comes across a couple of screens on the baseline and emerges and tries to get the ball. And understand this, there was maybe like five defenders in one corner of the floor, and Kyle Lowry's coming from the corner, comes to the top of the floor to get the ball. And for some reason, McCaw throws a bounce pass in the corner. Who does that? Who the hell does that? Kolaris not expecting the bounce pass. He's expecting a pass, yes, but with the hell storing a bounce pass situation? It goes off his feet. It goes out of bounds. The Raptors have basically squandered that last chance there to maybe take pose- uh, you know command of the game and then maybe force the Blazers to do something. Instead, it becomes a turnover. The Blazers get what is essentially a last possession. Um, I think CJ is the one that's mostly sizing it up on one side of the floor. He kicks it out to Melo. OG closes out hard to get run out to the three point line. And then has to recover to the mid-range area, but Melo is already there. He rises up. OG is late to contest, and Melo has made a million, a whole career, really, of hitting mid-range jumpers. Hits the mid-range jumper. The Raptors are down to 3.3 seconds left, and all they can get is, like, a Kyle Lowry. You know, a decent shot in the circumstances, but 3.3 seconds is not a lot of time. Kyle Lowry is unable to hit the, the, the fadeaway three, basically. And that's game over. And it's just unfortunate because why the hell would you throw a bounce pass in the corner like that? Why, why? And there's a lot of things you can ask, like why was Bam Aqil even in the game in that situation? That you have the opportunity to play offense, defense. Why not put a shooter in the game? Someone who can, you know, actually will will, is willing to shoot the ball, is willing to make a good play. But in that situation, forget all of that. It was just why did he throw a bounce pass? That pretty much ended the game for the Raptors. It was it was unfortunate, but. There's other couple of just bad plays that happened throughout, um, you know, there was... First off, Damian Lillard was just insane in the fourth quarter. hit a bunch of really, really deep threes. I mean, he's really good at shooting these threes, but it was, like, comical how deep these were. Like, 35 feet. And the last of the ones, I think he hit three of them in the fourth quarter there, but the last one, which um, I take exception to, and Nick Nurse took exception to it, too, because, like, you have... Hassan Whiteside setting a screen, basically a foot inside of the half court. And you can see it's a moving screen. He's moving the whole time. He never stops. He never gets set. And he's moving the whole time. And it bumps Rondé. Rondé's falling to the floor. There's no way you don't see that as a referee. And uh, that that foul right there, that what goes uncalled, gives Dame just enough time to step in ahead of uh, Serge Ibaka from like 35 feet out. It hits the three to tie the game. Nick, after the game, said it was clearly an offensive foul. We'll see if that's there's a fine coming there. The NBA, I'm sure, they're going to be on their bullshit and be like, oh, that's actually a full legal screen, blah, blah, blah. They never admit anything. The NBA does never admits anything. The last two-minute report is a joke. But, um, yeah, a moving screen there, it allows Dame to hit the three. Of course, you give Dame a lot of credit because he hit a bunch of huge threes in the fourth quarter there to, to get them in. Even if he misses one of these 35, 38-feet shots, the Raptors don't uh, – or the Raptors are going to win this game. The Blazers lose this one. But they made the shot. But still, clearly a moving screen. It's unfortunate. Uh, and, you know, but uh, there's a couple of things that the Raptors just didn't do down the stretch. Um, I think defensively, um, you know, they, they definitely left Mello one too many times. Melo was really, really incredible. On top of hitting the game winner, he had a season-high 28 points. And uh, unlike Melo, I mean, he was actually um, – you know, he was actually – Really efficient, really. I mean, there's a, you know, mellow generally speaking, has not been that efficient on offense the last couple of years. But hey, tonight, 28 points, 10 of 17 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. The Raptors just kept lo- losing Mellow, which I thought was surprising. Nobody else on the Blazers were really hitting threes. It was really just, you got to get up on Dame, obviously. You got to give him a mellow. Everyone else is not doing well. CJ had a terrible night, over 6 in the field. The supporting cast, who cares if Gary Trent Jr. shoots a shot or Nasir Little shoots a shot or Mario Hazone shoots a shot. Nobody cares, all right? Get out to Carmelo and guard him. And for some reason, the Raptors kept leaving him open. There were some mistakes on that front for sure. Um, and, you know, you can look at things like why were some players in the game. But ultimately... It's a fully winnable game. Like the, I, if I had to s- describe this game, it's really the Raptors snatched defeat from the jaws of victory because they were leading by again. They were only trailed, they only not led for 17 seconds of this game. It's it's kind of insane that this game was lost. To be honest, it was actually a quite a lot of it was a feel good game for most of the game. Uh, the Raptors played pretty much a G League lineup, and it was working. Um, you know, Stanley Johnson and Matt Thomas got in um, some. Just, just some run, uh, just like a run, with the G League. Uh, yesterday, the Raptors 905 defeated the uh, Erie BayHawks. Uh, you know, in Mississauga, and it was honestly, it, it was just nice to see some of the guys go down there. It was a fun time. I talked about it with Blake Murphy uh, of the Athletic um, on the Raptors Everything podcast for this week. You can go look that up. Uh, it was released before the Blazer game. But yeah, I mean, you got Stanley going down there to get, um, you know, a, a, a rehab stint. Matt Thomas coming back from injury, he got a he got a rehab stint, and those guys played well. And you got uh, Nick Nurse down there, a couple of the assistant coaches down there. Pascal Siakam, Fred VanVleet got a bobblehead night. He was there. Norman Powell was there. Dewan Hernandez, Terrence Davis were all there. It's a great outing, and um, you know, basically, it was a continuation of that. It was a back to back for some of these guys. I mean, Matt Thomas played again tonight. Uh, Stanley Johnson played tonight, actually was okay even though he shot 1-7, he was okay made decent decisions, freaking better than McCaw Um, and you know, the Raptors at the start of the second quarter, at the start of the fourth quarter opened the game, uh, opened those quarters with a lineup, which essentially was five G League players Um, you know, McCaw, I don't think he's been in the G League this year, uh, or or even in last year, but I mean, realistically a G League level player, He's playing point guard Matt Thomas, g-league guy last uh, you know yesterday played shooting guard small forward Stanley johnson quite honestly he's played at like a g-league level this year uh o'Shea Bursette, who's on a two-way deal came in played uh, the power four position and then boucher who was g-league mvp last year played center and honestly the Raptors are w- winning a lot of those quarters and a lot of those moments and it was a little shaky because the blazers started they were hot from all the, f- the entire the fourth quarter. Um, but there were some shaky moments there, and that lineup was actually holding their own. I mean, like shout out to Chris Boucher, played really well tonight, and in, in, uh, you know, in his limited minutes off the bench, he picked up five fouls, and that, and that kind of forced him to the bench. But Boucher did most of the scoring in 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 terms of um, for that G League lineup in in the fourth quarter. There, uh, he hit two threes. hit one from the corner. hit one from the top. Uh, you know, he had a pick and roll where he rolled to the rim and finished over Whiteside, which was not easy. Whiteside had seven blocks tonight, was really good in terms of just shutting things down around the ra- basket. Uh, and then also he had an incredible rebound where he rebounded the ball and then took a coast to coast Pascal Siakam style and went in for a layup and scored. Again, heavily contested there. So Boucher was actually really good. Brissett also stepped up in the fourth quarter. There, he hit a three from the corner to give the Raptors some breathing room, uh, and he also, uh, well, I mean, the Raptors actually threw a lob to him. It was actually a, a set play. Uh, it, it, the lob was unsuccessful because uh, Brissett couldn't get high enough to finish it. Uh, but <laughs> while Brissett was down, the Raptors actually got a stop, and Lowry hit him, found him with a hit ahead pass. Boucher or, or Brissett was still on the other side of the floor, and so he got in for a dunk. Uh, so, you know, Boucher and Percent were not the problem. If anything, those guys were actually executing better than some of the Raptors starters offensively. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a feel-good night in that sense because, again, th- these guys were playing really well. It's just it's unfortunate that the Raptors lost this game. To be honest, I'm still trying to rack my brain in terms of just thinking about how the Raptors lost this game. Um, you, know, if, you know, even defensively, like, it wasn't the greatest game. They could have done a little bit better. But, I mean, ultimately, it was like... Damian Lillard hitting a whole bunch of really, really deep shots. Like, Dame, for most of the night, was pretty quiet in the fourth quarter. He turned it on. He hits, like, three, three, just super deep threes. Okay. Melo, obviously, was hurting them all night. But, I mean, like, they did a pretty good job against Whiteside. 14 points, 37 minutes, 7 to 13 shooting. Most of his points were from the Raptors blitzing Damian Lillard. And so Whiteside would get inside. A couple of times, Kyle I was able to stop him um OG had a nice uh, play there as well but just Whiteside was able to I mean whatever you're gonna give up something he's seven feet tall and he's gonna finish around the basket um if you're gonna trap Damian Lillard at half court basically Whiteside's gonna get a couple layups you know but it was an acceptable layup like 14 points in 37 minutes you'll live with that uh Ken Basemore got himself ejected from the game basically uh he tried to go for a layup against Matt Thomas missed and then couldn't live with the shame of missing against Matt Thomas and picked up two immediate texts and got thrown out of the game in the third quarter that was actually kind of hurtful because uh, Bayes was not doing much offensively or defensively, so kind of would like him to stay in the game, but whatever. He got kicked out. CJ, as I mentioned, had a really cold night. Uh, Brissett actually played really good defense on CJ, and Brissett actually got to close a lot of the fourth quarter, even when the rest of the G League guys got to the bench and the starters came back in. Brissett was one of the only guys out there with him because Brissett was playing such great defense against CJ McCollum. One thing you like about Brissett, uh, and he showed this against the Celtics, is that he has really quick feet. Um, and he's and he's got good length, too, and he's willing to defend. I mean, you're on a two-way deal. You better be willing to do whatever, but he's willing to defend. He's got quick feet, and he's able to stay ahead of guys. Like, CJ tried to cross him up, pull up a bunch of different moves, this, this, and that. It just didn't really work out for him. Um, he couldn't really shake Brissette, and that's impressive because it reminds me of what Brissette did uh, against the, the Celtics where it was Kemba Walker was trying to go at him. wasn't working. Jason Tatum tried to go at him. Got a shot clock violation, so... um, Brissett is definitely showing something and i know nurse had a great time watching Brissett last night at the 905 because Brissett really took over in the fourth quarter there with a couple of highlight plays in terms of just like put back jams things like that coming out of nowhere and when the pammers pan over to nick nurse and stuff like he was celebrating on the sideline his feet were up in the air he's having a great great time watching the game i think he's uh you could just tell nick nurse is a, a basketball junkie but uh yeah, you know Brissett. I mean, he's been positive. He's been positive. Even like Stanley Johnson wasn't that bad tonight. That that's the thing. If, if Stanley Johnson plays well for you and you still lose, like that's just weird. Like Stanley was a plus seven. He's a plus seven in seventeen minutes. Now you look at the stat line: one on seven from the free uh, the field goal. Um, it doesn't scream like a great game, but I'm telling you, when you watch the game, Stanley's actually making good decisions out there. Uh, he can handle the ball a little bit. He was defending well, had some good energy. I mean, he shut down Damian Lillard on one possession and got the turnover. Actually, swatted the ball out, out on uh, CJ or on Dame on the perimeter, forced a turnover there. Had a block, um, a pretty nice block on Hassan Whiteside as well. Like, you know, Stanley, he played well. He played well, and and honestly, if you look at, you know, the combination of Brissette and, uh, and Johnson off the bench, they might have outplayed McCaw and OG on the starting lineup because those two two guys that are most disappointed to me. McCaw is disappointed just because. He plays 36 minutes. He he like occasionally gets a steal here or there. He makes a play, but like, I don't know, man. It just it's a very weird 36 minutes. It's it's weird looking at him not doing much. But the other guy that I'm even more disappointed than is is an OG, which there's been opportunity here with a couple guys injured, not a couple guys, a lot of guys injured. There was a picture that floated around uh, on Twitter during the game where if it showed. Uh, it showed, I think, Norm sitting beside Dewan Hernandez, sitting beside Pascal Siakam, sitting beside Fred VanVleet, sitting beside Marc Gasol. Those five guys right there alone could probably get you 50 wins in the Eastern Conference. I should probably get you 50 wins in the West, too, because the West is not that good this year. Um, I mean, like, that's a lot of guys out, but that creates a big opportunity for people to step up, and OG just has not done it. OG just has not done it. If anything, it, it sort of exposed the fact that OG, for the most part, needs offense created for him. And so, with, with guys like um, Siakam not on the floor to draw double teams and kick out the OG? Uh, you know, him and OG also had a good t- chemistry in terms of you know when Pascal drew help in the post, OG was able to cut, OG was able to finish, or Marcus All, who has that great play where on the top of the floor he directs the cut, a split cut, and the OG goes to the rim, Marcus All hits him with a high low pass. Um, it just has not really worked out for OG though. Like he has just in this in this stint with everyone out, it, he's been disappointing. There's no other way around it. He's just been disappointing. Um, you know, you it, he's had a couple of nice games in, in during the stretch. I mean, that Washington game he was solid, um, but you look at it tonight, OG. In 30 minutes, with the starting line at three and nine from the field, now he hit two threes at the start of the third quarter. It was cool. It was looking all right. Maybe you can do some things. For the most part, invisible. All right, he had back to back threes. Other than that, invisible. Defensively, yeah, he, he he got a stop on Dame once, but you know, otherwise, I mean, it wasn't that impactful? I mean, you would have like to see him guard, uh, you know, Anthony a little bit better. Um, Carmelo, to 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 OG's credit, Carmelo did seek to get switches onto McCaw and was able to punish McCaw a lot. So, I mean, again, as a defensive specialist, that brings so little offensively. You need to at least be a defensive specialist. And Carmelo was carving up McCaw. Um, but it was just OG. Oh, it's just kind of invisible. I don't know, man. I mean, it's got a couple boneheaded plays. Like, you know, he goes to the rim. He tries to go for a reverse dunk. Ends up basically um, coming up short, not having enough hops, and then uh, landing hard on the floor and being out for the defensive possession. Like, that's not, that's not great. And just overall, I mean, you look at it not including tonight's game where he shot three of nine with for eight points, was a minus nine in 30 minutes. OG, since, since the injuries in the nine games, I mean, he got benched for that one game, but he's averaging 9.8 points per game, shooting 45% from the field, 26% from three, not really getting to the free throw line when he does get there, 58%. It, it's not great. And the steals and blocks, which were a really, really um, impactful part of his game early in the season, have really come down. Uh, 0.7 steals, 0.3 blocks, I mean, only in 30 minutes a game, like that's just – it's just not enough. And it's kind of just like, you know, it's just disappointing really because there was an opportunity for OG to step up. A lot of guys have stepped up with with uh, the added opportunity here uh, this season. There have been so many injuries that there's really a lot of opportunities for people to step up, and OG has just not been able to do that in this latest stretch. We'll see what happens. Um, but, I mean, overall, I mean, I don't know. It's weird, man. I, I keep saying this, but the Raptors had a they, – they they really should have won tonight. They just didn't. Um and, you know, I guess you can credit the Blazers for sticking in it. They, they fought. They came through in the fourth quarter there. Outplayed the Raptors in the fourth quarter, 32-21. to 21. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. The Raptors should have won this game. And now they don't have a perfect record against under 500 teams anymore. Um, you know, the Raptors up until this point were 19-0. and 0. That was uh, obviously a large majority of the Raptors' wins this year. Uh but now with this loss, they're 19-1. One. Only one team left in the league is perfect against under 500 teams. That's the Lakers, who are going to play the Knicks tonight. So, I mean, chances are that's probably going to stick and stay intact um, for the Lakers. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it is it is what it is. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't overreact to something like this either um, because you look at this game. Raptors played well enough to win for the most part. And uh, if you look at this, the schedule coming up, I mean – they only play two playoff teams all month in, in January. Um, December was brutal for them, and they definitely hit a tough stretch there in December where they didn't know who they were, had all these injuries, you know, whatever. They had some comeback wins, but they also had some deflating wins. Um, in the month of January, it's it's, it's easy. They, they play OKC in a couple of weeks, and then they play uh, the Sixers, which is going to be tough. But otherwise, they're playing mostly under 500 teams, and I think the Raptors can still maintain a pretty damn good record against under 500 teams. Uh, They're pretty deep. They play hard, they execute, they defend. That's probably enough to beat most under 500 teams. Um, So, I mean, I I don't know. I I think the Raptors will be able to make up ground in the standings, even though they're shorthanded. And to that front, at least I have some positive news. So, one, uh, Norman Powell, who has been dealing with the shoulder issue, um, is apparently apparently on the Close to re- returning, um, he had uh, he was upgraded to doubtful for tonight's game. Um, you know he didn't come on the shoot and stuff like that, but I don't think he'll play tomorrow when the Raptors take on the Hornets on the road on the back to back because you know it's just a weird situation. But at the same time, with the Raptors not playing on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday, the Raptors can have. Um, Couple of rest days here to sort of get their guys going. to so A couple of practices for Norm to get his rhythm, and I can exp- honestly, I-, I think Norm will probably play against the Spurs on the weekend. So that's nice. Uh, and then also, what is probably more encouraging is the fact that Pascal and Mark took part in pre-game uh, warmups today uh, against the Blazers. Um, you know, Mark came out actually and, and basically pretty much did his whole uh, shooting routine. He didn't really do like the the stuff around the rim. He basically typically starts with, like, short jumpers, like five-feet jumpers around the basket and a couple of layups and stuff like that. And then he works his way out to the three-point line, gets some catch-and-shoot threes, and then some, like, pick-and-pop on the move threes and stuff like that. But Mark was really sharp, man, really sharp. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird evaluating shoot around, but still, uh, he was in a good rhythm, Uh, definitely was doing things at game speed. It It was good to see that from Mark. And then Pascal came out after him. Pascal was not as sharp as Mark, I got to say. I mean, a couple stretches, he missed like eight, nine shots in a row. But uh, it's just to even see these guys on the floor warming up, it's it's a nice sign. Um, you know, there's still no clear timeline that the Raptors have given for these guys. It's a little frustrating. The Raptors just don't give timelines for injuries. You're just kind of like, nah, he's out. When is he coming back? I don't know. Like, it's weird. Um, but uh, at least them coming out and, and shooting around – it, it's. I would say it's a positive sign of, the develop, of their recovery and stuff like that. Um, you know, Because you were, you straight up weren't even seeing these guys um, in, in previous games. And they definitely weren't in warm-ups and, and trying to shoot around and stuff. So. Uh, those guys were probably a big boost. Um, Fred, obviously, he's been out. Uh, I don't think he... I mean, I don't know. The Raptors said he might be out a while as well. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Nurse was kind of loose with his language, so we don't really know. But... I mean, he's got a hamstring issue. Fred does. He's also got a bit of a back issue. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if those things are connected. And also, like he's apparently got a jam finger as well. So there's a lot going on. This team is real banged up. And um, if you know, if, if you're going to take one positive from this game, at least no other Raptor got hurt. So that's that's something. But damn, it's uh, it's unfortunate. And, and you know, the most frustrating thing about this game, and something the nurse talked about before the game, was that like you can't even take it. Much away from these games, right? Because, like, what's the point? They don't have most of their guys, right? Like, and it's no matter if they win or they lose, it doesn't really say much about the matchup. I mean, like, I don't think they're gonna. Well, first of all, they're not gonna play Portland again this year. Portland's probably not even gonna make the playoffs, and obviously not gonna make it to the finals. And the Raptors probably won't make it to the finals either. Um, and they've already played twice, so it is what it is. But still, even against teams like Boston, for example, I'm not really sure how the Raptors match up against Boston because they're not. They're not full – they don't have the full roster. They don't – and there's so many circumstances, it's hard to evaluate a lot of these games. And and honestly, the injuries are so bad. I mean, if you look at the situation like this, today against Portland, the Raptors, when they beat Portland on the road um, back in November, they had an entirely different starting five than what the Raptors are starting today, which is not that much longer. Like, I mean, it's, it's only January. It's only been two months. To have that many injuries to the starting five and crucial guys, it's just – it's unthinkable really because you look at it what it was you had um you had fred start at one i think i forgot who started at two. maybe terrence um or sorry norm started at two uh you have pascal out there are four you had um i think i forget who started at three maybe ronde um because og wasn't in that one og got hit in the eye and stuff like that and the mark was at center and you look at it today, like it's just such a weird lineup man it's lowry it's it's macaw and it's just surge like og ronde like it's just weird man it's just weird to see the raptors where they are right now and um yeah i mean i don't know they played well enough to win it's unfortunate that they let one loose and they one let one slip but you know it just is what it is um but, you know, whatever. They're going to play against tomorrow. Hopefully they can erase that. In terms of the KSC uh, bucket of the game, uh, I'm going to give that to – man, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of nice buckets in this one, so it's, it's a little hard to choose here. Um, I think You know what? Ultimately, I think I'm giving it to uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, although really it's the Serge Ibaka because – I think it was the second quarter there, Serge Ibaka catches the ball on the perimeter, pump fakes, gets, drives by the defender and takes a dribble, um, engages Hassan Whiteside on the help, and Serge gets up in the air, in midair, throws like a shovel pass to Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who's cutting. Uh, Rondé is Hassan's man, and there's no rotation there. Rondé's able to get a dunk. It was just, the reason I'm picking this is because I mean, when are you going to see Serge jump up in the air and make a good pass? And in this case, a very slick pass to Ryan Hollis Jefferson, who made a great cut. Uh, it was just a very nice play. And honestly, there's a couple of nice plays. There was a There's a hammer play for Matt Thomas in the corner where Kyle Iroh on the baseline. And Matt Thomas is like vi- like on the absolute corner. You cannot get any deeper into the corner. Um, but that, that bought them a sliver of space. And then Lowry throws a pass along the baseline for Matt Thomas to hit a corner three. Matt Thomas hit two threes tonight in his return. Uh, that was nice to see. There's a lot of nice plays, man. Boucher taking a coast-to-coast. That's a nice play. There's a lot of KFC buckets of the game, but alas, you know, uh, really the KFC bucket of the game is Carmelo Anthony, the game winner, but it's, uh, it's unfortunate. In terms of your three stars, first star, I guess I'll give it to, I mean, Kyle Lowry, I guess, 24 points, four rebounds, 10 assists, 7 of 23 shooting from the field, so that's not great. The three-point percentage, I mean, 4 of 16. I think what it really says, though, is that the Raptors just had to, and had no other options on the floor. Like, if you look at who's creating offense, like, it was already pretty, pretty skewed with Fred and Kyle on the floor. Now that it's just Kyle because Fred is out, like, he he has to take 23 shots, and it's it's an inefficient outing from him. You want to see him score better, but, I mean, like, to even get 24 points and 10 assists out of your starting point guard when there's nobody else really on the floor that can create anything, it's, it's impressive. And Kyle also made a couple of defensive plays or whatever, so... You know, whatever. Kyle was the Raptors' best player tonight, and uh, it was nearly enough to get it done. Um, second star, I'll give it that to Boucher. I thought in the fourth quarter he really came on strong: twelve points, nine rebounds, three blocks, four of seven from the field, 20, two of three from the three-point arc. In sixteen minutes, the referees did call a lot of fouls on the Raptors. The Raptors got called for twenty-one fouls. The referees, uh, the, the the Blazers got called for fifteen. Uh, Raptors, I felt like they didn't shoot any free throws really down the stretch um but yeah Boucher I mean in that fourth quarter there really delivered uh, a lot of score I think um 10 of his points 12, 10 of his 12 came in the fourth quarter and he got into foul trouble or whatever and he was a little bit small on the guard wide slide but Boucher definitely made an effort and then third star I guess I'll give that to Serge 17 points 11 rebounds two assists 7 of 12 from the field two three from three I mean you could quibble with Serge not coming up high enough to guard Dame but like it's it's one thing if if Surge is dropping back in the paint against Dame and Dame is like all right wide open at a three point arc. Dame was basically at half court most of these shots. And you know, if Surge came out all the way to half court and got driven by something like that, you probably blame him like yo, you're supposed to protect the basket? What's going on? Uh, obviously, yeah, it's easier to, to cherry pick something like that in hindsight, but I, I thought Ibaka was fine. And offensively, going him against Whiteside. Um, got got Whiteside up uh, and, and faked him around and got a, a crucial uh, uh, basket there. I think that was the his last basket of the game with Serge Ibaka doing that. Uh, and you know, at least he was he at least he can score if you give the ball to Serge, he can actually do something. He had two threes, made a nice pass. So there you go, Serge Ibaka, your third star. But yeah, I mean. It's unfortunate. In terms of your Gerald Henderson award, that can only go to Carmelo Anthony, 28 points, 7 rebounds, and assists, 2 steals, 10 of 17 from the bench, 5 of 8 from the 3-point arc, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 36 minutes. Carmelo, through to the dome, mellow, was was really damn good. And honestly, as a basketball fan, I've always really liked Carmelo Anthony. I've really enjoyed watching him, and a lot of people don't like him for some reason. I personally really enjoy him. I think he's a really cool personality. Uh, Seems like a really nice guy. Loves to wear hats. Uh, very, very stylish guy and just, you know, like a legendary player, man. I mean, like, yeah. He's uh, maybe not the most winning. His his play style is not necessarily the most conducive to winning, and I think you've seen that over the course of his career, but definitely a very talented scorer, and he and he, and he filled it up tonight. Uh, you know, he had a season at 28 points and a game winner. So, Melo, there you go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, before I sign up on the podcast, so if you are a listener – of the Raptors Everything live call-in show, which you should definitely be. Uh, it comes out every Friday uh, between three thirty and four thirty p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I take calls uh, on the Raptors along with my co-host Josh Hart. Josh is away on vacation right now, so actually, I think uh, well Katie came in to fill in last week, and this week I think I'm gonna get Alex uh, on Friday. So definitely call in uh, and and talk to me and talk about the Raptors. You know, you get a chance to be heard by thousands of people, so it's nice. You can watch it live on YouTube, but. For that show, what I want to do is introduce something like a, a hotline where, you know, I am i think everyone's in a pretty chill mood on Fridays, and I think that's nice. I kind of like the vibe of a podcast because of that. But if you have frustrations, like I'm sure you're frustrated right now as a Raptor fan after Raptors lost this freaking game to the, the Blazers, um, I want you to leave me basically voicemail. And the way I want you to do that is on Instagram you can uh, direct message the Yahoo Sports Canada Instagram account and leave a short voicemail with your frustrations and your reactions, whether that's positive, negative, whatever. Uh, And what we are going to do is um, every Friday, we are going to collect those. We're going to clip some of our favorite calls, some of our favorite uh, messages. So, um, and we will play them on the show. So, you know. Uh, I'm sure you have some things to say about the Blazers game tonight. So again, you go on the you go on Yahoo Sports uh, Canada, the Instagram page. You direct message, you leave a voice note, and um, yeah, we will we will play some of the best calls uh, in our live show on this Friday. But uh, other than that, uh, if you haven't already, go listen to the podcast that I just recorded with Blake Murphy at the Athletic nobody else in the beat is as plugged in and as hardworking and as knowledgeable as blake so definitely want to hear that um you know there's there's a lot of things there we talked about trade candidates and things like that so uh i, th- I think it's of interest to everybody to go listen to that show and uh, finally thanks everyone for listening rate review subscribe to the podcast and a big thanks to kfc for sponsoring the show and i'll be back tomorrow night when the raptors hopefully get back to their winning ways